Hey friends, welcome to the Empowered Homes Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to grow strong families by connecting church and home. Uh, today in the studio, we're, we're sitting around, we're on Zoom. Uh, we have another interview with an incredible author who's uh, written uh, over 100 children's books. And uh, we're going to be talking with her about uh, just one of her new ones, but also some old ones, and, and we're super excited. Nancy Sanders. Nancy, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. You're doing a wonderful thing. Well, we are grateful for your time today. Um, you know, you have a, a new uh, children's book called Bedtime with Daddy, talking about the importance of bedtime, but also uh, having dads do bedtime, which, you know, I, me personally, I love bedtime. It's my thing. Me and my wife fight over it. That's my thing. But I know a lot of dads, maybe that's not their thing. And so it's a, it's a good book. But before we jump in the book, Nancy, what's what's your story? Tell me about you uh, and just where you live, your kids, your family, all the good stuff. Well, let's see. How long is this podcast going to be? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm a grandma and I am married to a wonderful guy. We just celebrated 40 years. 40 years. So awesome. he, yeah, he's a retired elementary school teacher. So I've been writing for kids and he's been teaching kids. So we just love kids here in our house. And we've also made our house a nest of books. Mm. So we have a lot of fun books for kids to read. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. And when I started reading little books to our two sons, little baby books, I thought, you know what? I really would like to do that. And so now for 30 years, I've been writing and I'm actually now writing baby books, just like I wanted to do at the very beginning. I've written a lot of other kinds of books in between, but now I'm really returning to my first love. And just four years ago, we moved to be four doors away from our grandchildren. So that has been a lot of fun. So I get to do a lot of bedtime routine too, as a grandma. And so that's one of the reasons I wrote these books there's two in the series so far, Bedtime with Mommy and Bedtime with Daddy. And um, it's because I've enjoyed putting the kids to bed when yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah. So you have two sons and then how many grandkids? Both, yeah, both sons are married and we have four grandchildren, yeah. ages eight, six, four, and two. That's awesome. So I have to ask, this is one of my favorite questions to ask grandparents. Like, what's your favorite thing about being a grandparent? Favorite thing about being a grandparent just happened two days ago. We were sitting at lunch, just eating lunch together with our four-year-old and our two-year-old. And I was in between them. And the four-year-old just looked up at me with grandma, I love you in his eyes. And he slowly sidled away from his chair and ended up on my lap while we were eating. I just yeah. love those precious little I love you moments. Yeah, so. that's Super sweet. I, I always love hearing from grandparents, and uh, you know, I've got I've got three kids of my own, and they've got some incredible grandparents too, and it's it's super fun to to see that. So, uh, of all your books, over a hundred, you've you've done some incredible things. Um, this new one, um, it it is a two part. You got bedtime with uh, mommy, is that right? And then now bedtime with daddy in the new book. Uh, it brings dads and children together, creating purpose, purposeful bedtime routine. 
Why is the bedtime routine such an important key aspect of just family life and discipleship? One thing, it's every night. I mean, you don't skip it like a day to the park. You might do that now and then. But bedtime is every night. And when your children are small enough to still be taking naps, you're putting them to bed two and three times a day. And so if you can be intentional about how you uh, create that atmosphere when you're putting them to bed, it can be really meaningful hmm. as uh, between a parent and a child. Yeah, creating that routine, you know, the go-to verse of scriptures, Deuteronomy 6, and talks about, you know, as you sit, as you walk, as you lie down, those everyday rhythms of our life. Um, I don't think as parents, discipling our kids is about adding more stuff. It's leveraging what we're already doing. And so I love that you you wrote this book to leverage bedtime to help parents to, to do that. So tell me, like, what inspired specifically this this uh, volume of the of the of the book? Well, um, for the series itself, I really took about three months. I want I knew I wanted to do a baby book, and I got a whole ton of Christian books and general market books out for babies. And I knew I wanted something meaningful, and I really did land on bedtime mm-hmm. after researching for about three months because of what we've talked about. It's a super great opportunity. And so I started with the mommy book um, because that's a natural. But you know what? Daddies are so important and can't, like you say, you fight with your wife over bedtime. We see both our uh, son and his wife putting their children to bed. And it is just such a sweet, sweet time. You know, it can be such a meaningful time in a child's life. It's it's so cool and it's so well done. Uh, I think you have seven or eight animal habitats that you go through. Um, explain those. Like, what was the idea behind those? Well, um, like here's a picture of bedtime with daddy. Yeah. And then this was bedtime with mommy. It's a polar bear. Hmm. I had actually just written a series of animal habitat books, easy readers that I uh, sell for teachers to use with children. And her grandchildren loved them so much. They just loved all the different animals. You know, I was thinking around the world, there's just children all around the world. And so there's animals that our children identify with here in America, but there's other animals around the world, like a panda in China, you know, um, the kangaroo in Australia. And so I really did try to pick animals around the world so that children around the world would feel like there's a little part of them hmm. in this book. And so that was one of the reasons I chose the different animals around the world. Yeah, it's so cool. And I, I know my youngest, he's five. I mean, he is all about the animals and wants to know. We read a, a book last night. We read every night, and we read a book last night. And it was, uh, uh, I think, a Wild Kratz book or something. And it was about predators and prey. And like, he's telling me the names of all these animals and where they live and where they're from. And I'm like fascinated, but his little mind, it's able to connect. And, and he doesn't know that, you know, we're talking about ringtail lemurs from Madagascar. Uh, he didn't even know where Madagascar is at, but I mean, he'll tell you all the ins and outs of it. And so it was just a creative way that you leveraged animals, which I think kids are drawn to and they're fascinated with to, to leverage them, to be able to, uh, talk about their habitats, but then talk about daddy being in the middle of that. Yeah, 
that. And I also really brainstormed a list, a long list of animals, because I wanted some important daddy animals. And so I have the emperor penguin in here who, you know, who he really guards that egg and helps feed the chick through the hardest winters imaginable. And um, we have the daddy lion, who of course is very noticeable with his big mane there. And also the daddy seahorse, who really plays an important role in his baby's lives. And I put the peacock in, because of course that's the most beautiful daddy bird in there. And then I have, I love this page, the gorilla. I thought the artist did such a wonderful job that's awesome. drawing that gorilla dad. You know, with the baby so yeah. yeah it was fun picking dads yeah and it's you know I think a lot of times we think of dads and um in a, in a kind of the the bumbling goofy kind of uh the comedic stuff that you see on tv where he's just kind of dumb and dopey but to to bring dad into a life that's powerful and strong and has purpose and meaning I think that speaks volumes to children as they're they're going to it to, to make sure and and not that they need to put their dad on a pedestal but to to see their dad as you know this is my dad like this is he's not a bumbling fool like he's this is my dad and so I think it's you don't that that's what I think so unique about it you I don't know another book that does that for children right, right. daddies are so important um this is one of my favorite parts it's about a yak putting his little calf to bed. And it says, I thank God for my daddy. He's faithful, strong, and true. He shows me what it's like to know God as my father too. Mm. And that's really the message that I want to convey to dads. You know, that, hey, you know, you have an important role here. This is what children grow up thinking what their heavenly father is like as an example. So... Yeah, it's it's such a huge thing, especially to have dads. You you mentioned, I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned in your research, tell me some insight into your research about the what bedtime can do if if dads and moms are leveraging that. Like, w did you find any interesting facts of like, hey, if you're actually being purposeful and meaning and and using bedtime, uh, like, what what are some insights that you you learned from that? Well, I think. Even more than research, just from personal experience, you know, children, grandchildren, they can be afraid at bedtime, afraid of the dark, afraid of the loneliness, um, afraid of the noises, and they can lay there pretty scared. And so I found that if you give, if you read a book like this to them before bedtime, it is the last thing that they go to sleep thinking about. And it's very calming. I wrote this in a way that is very calming to read to a child. It's in a lyrical, rhythmic pattern. And um, it gives them a going to sleep topic to think about. Their father is there, or even a caregiver, whoever's reading it at the time. They're reading it to them. They're, they're reassured of their daddy's love. And they're reassured that, that God's there with them. Mm. I think that's very helpful as children are falling asleep because every day they face so many things, you know, difficulties, fears, um, anger. 
And reading a book like this, especially as they're going to bed, um, can really help allow the Holy Spirit to minister to them in a big way as they're falling to sleep. Yeah, that's that's powerful. And I, I can't help but think of there's a listener, there's a parent right now going, oh, man, I've, I've messed up bedtime. Like, I, I hear what you're saying, Nancy, and I'm like, man, I, I should probably be more intentional with that. What are some tips that you have for those parents who maybe feel like they've blown it or feel like they don't, they're not doing a good job? You, you have any tips for them? Absolutely, because even as an adult parent and grandparent, there are days when I still feel like I blow it or I just really got off the wrong end with something. And it's those times where I just love that verse where it says that 2 Corinthians 12, 9, um, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So for those dads who are just thinking in general, I just blew it. I, that was my weakness. Hey, stop and thank God for that weakness hmm. because his power is going to work through that weakness. So he shines through you. And that's where you can start today to be intentional. You can start with just one thing. You don't have to do everything. And even just reading a book or like you say, reading books to your children at bedtime, even if it's just one, can just start your, your steps in the right direction as God shines his power through your weakness. Mm. That's so good. I think some other ones uh, maybe would be, you know, just establishing some habits and some routine. Um, for us, our kids know like, hey, before we go upstairs and do bedtime routines, like we all get in one room. Sometimes it's the living room. Sometimes it's in the kitchen. And sometimes it's in our bedroom. Uh, and once we're all in there, like they all know it now and they anticipate it. But as soon as me or my, my wife say, or who's praying first? They have to like fight to say me first. And so we go go around and whoever says me, then they get to pick the next person and then that person gets to pick the next person. We go around. So that's like, that's for us has created, it is bedtime. It's time to shut down. And, and then that sets in the motion the rest of the evening. And so for us, I didn't realize how much that was a, until there was one night where my oldest was like, dad, we didn't pray. Like, it's awkward. Are we going to bed? Like, it, Cause it, it's a habit, you know, it's like, how, how do we go to bed without praying together? Like, it, and so it's just, uh, I think that's one step is creating some habits some meaningful habits, whether that's, you know, stopping and praying or baths or, or whatever. Um, but the other one that I try to, you know, encourage dads too is, um, you know, yes, a lot of times mom is the default mom's going in the rooms and doing all that stuff. And we want to rush or we, we, we're ready to go watch our TV show or, or whatever it is that we have. Like, take a deep breath and slow down. Um, some of my greatest conversations with my kids have happened um, when I've slowed down and listened. When my daughter says, Daddy, can, I, can we talk? And I learned from a mentor that if your kids ever ask, can we talk, you, your response is always and so I've had some of the greatest conversations because I've forced myself when it's when I'm heading upstairs, that's time for me to slow down and be present and be available. And so those those are my two tips along with yours to 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 create this. And for parents, again, like this, what you're saying is not adding more stuff to do. I think we we think, 
well, if I, I've got to do this or I've got a, this checklist that now I know it's leveraging what you're already doing. And your book does a great job for parents to, to instill some truths. Um, so I have a dad listening. I have a mom listening going, hey, I want to grab that book for my husband. They grab your book and they uh, read it. What's your hope and desire and your prayer uh, that, that parents and, and kids would get out of uh, this series? My biggest hope at the very least is to start building a foundation for loving to learn to read, loving reading, Hmm. because if you teach children to the love of reading, that segues into reading the Bible. And so there's that basic thing to, to just read a book at bedtime, to instill, to start building that love for reading so that eventually as they get older, it will turn into reading the Bible at bedtime. Hmm. And then um, the other thing, too, is to really start building a foundation of faith, even as a baby. Because I know we have the two-year-old. It's, it's Even at two years old, it's amazing the depth of understanding they have that we don't realize. And you start talking about God loves you and I love you. And it just really helps build that foundation. So those are my two biggest uh, hopes is to build a love for reading that will segue into love to reading the Bible and to build a foundation of faith starting very young. Yeah, it's so good. And I love just the truths all throughout um, that the kids will will be hearing, but they're hearing it from their parents and they're hearing the truths um, that is so vital and it doesn't, I mean, even if they don't fully understand or if they're focused on the cool illustrations or the, the, the pictures or it's okay. Like, but they're still hearing it and that God's word said, it's not going to return void. And so we get to speak that truth into them. Uh, man, so, so excited uh, for, for this and uh, for our listeners that, that want to kind of get to know more about you and our audience, how could they connect with you? Well, I have a website, Nancy I. Sanders, I in the middle for Ida. Hmm. So, um, and then just anywhere on social media, Nancy I. Sanders. Okay. Social media and your website. And I'm assuming where books are sold, they can get a copy. Yeah. Absolutely. Nancy, thank you for your work. Thank you for all the books that you've done, hundreds. And, uh, Especially this one. This is a, a special series. I'm I'm excited for for families to uh, own bedtime and 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 take it seriously. And this is a great tool, especially for young families that are trying to figure this out to create some new rhythms in their home. Uh, it's really really special. So Nancy, thank you so much for your time today. Bobby, it's a joy to be here. Yeah, appreciate you. Uh, if you want more information about Nancy, we'll have all of the uh, links to her site and her social media and all that stuff on the podcast description and below on YouTube. Uh, we we are, are encouraged to know that, that bedtime's a big deal. And so wherever you're at on it, uh, this is a, a great tool for you to start some great habits in your home. Nancy, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.